This is a Think Live Be production. strategy I described in our podcast last week. So you didn't use an escalatory. We d- well, we did. Okay. So well, I guess it wasn't exactly. <laughs> but we the the main point was that we we had an offer that was very strong to begin with, but we went up the, whatever the next normal bracket was. We went a little bit above that mm-hmm. and then we had an escalatory clause that kicked in that was a little bit above the next yes. highest bracket. So that we would hopefully kind of just eke out anybody, you know, that tried to reach that yeah level the five or the zero or whatever. Yeah, so it worked. Yay! Buyer under contract. Sound the alarms. See, there's a strategy. Do you have a little button to, this to sound madness? The okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we can get a uh, bell. We can be one of those teams. Uh, are like, I, no, no. got us no. no, no, nope. Okay. Where every time a sale goes, someone rings a bell. Is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah. That's one way to take to be, my focus away from everything. <laughs> I know yeah. that would be really distracting. You have to for be me. in the office, too. That's true. <laughs> hey, it's just me by myself ringing the bell, <sighs> annoying myself. <laughs> well, one day, maybe. One day. Maybe one day I'll go back there. We'll I was a, there today. We'll do a, a cowbell. I'll take that. I was in and Only out of that place. Only if you do it with an accent. As fast as I could. That could be problematic. You guys are like talking about something completely different. I'm having my own conversation. <laughs> Did you That's say something? <laughs> I just think um, I I I don't think that would work for us. That would be really distracting because yeah. I have a little bit of ADD undiagnosed. I'm convinced for sure. And any little thing will vouch. get me off track. So we can't have bells. But it is exciting that you know another buyer under contract and you know u- utilizing. The strategy, I mean, it, it matters that you know what things are doing in the market, mm-hmm. you know, having I don't know. A, having a system, a strategy, and then sticking to it yeah, and not changing Well, and just on a whim or, or like following your own advice, I guess. You put out the advice last week and then you followed your own advice and, uh, and it, it worked. So. Hey, I know what I'm talking about. You, Winner. you must know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, and I think it helps when you have buyers that are all in and 100% trust you. Of course. Yeah. You know, it it could have easily gone a different way if they were like, no, I don't really think the house is worth that. Yeah. And there's sometimes there you just meet uh, a client who you just click with and things, when you see eye to eye on things, you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. And then other times you run into people that no matter what you do, it's difficult. Yeah. So yeah. when... You know, you, all you can do is stick to your systems and keep setting the expectation where that needs to be so that they can trust you. And you'll get some of those people that might be a little prickly Well, these are on people, your side. But it sounds like these people were like uh, very much in your wheelhouse as far as personality goes. And Well, yeah. And they, I mean, we've, I, we've, I'm sure we've said this before, but um, these were past client referrals that comes with its own level of trust because their friends had right. a good experience. And so they're, you don't have to do as much convincing that you know what you're doing because they already know that you helped somebody else do the exact same thing and they were happy with it. Right. So that's helpful. Well, that's, that's a trust, automatic trust that might not be, isn't earned directly through them, but is uh, 
still there because of word of mouth. Yeah. That, that trust, you know, and that, so you didn't have to, so they will walk through the door already trusting you. Yeah. To at least to a certain degree. Sure. And then you just have to not lose it. Yeah. Like yeah. don't yeah. do then anything. Don't do anything stupid. Don't mess yeah. it up. Don't yeah. mess it up. <laughs> so. Which would be like promising something and then not following through sure. or, you know, things yeah. that we've spoken about before. Yeah. But yeah, so super exciting. I'm excited for them. And yeah. So what's next? I don't know. This is your <laughs> podcast. I'm just here pushing buttons. <laughs> well, for anybody who's listening, <laughs> you're listening to Seeking the Best. Uh, this is our podcast where we try to seek out the best in ourselves as we try to overcome the personal hurdles as real estate agents uh, in this business. I'm Catherine Stelges. And across from me is our director of operations, Kayla Boundy. Hi. And our sound engineer, Patrick. Hello. Who's over here pushing buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing a great job. Thanks. You can call me a producer, though. You don't have to do sound engineer. Oh, I guess. It, yeah. I don't know. You put it on this. Uh, remember, I'm just reading the script <laughs> that was typed for me. And it says by, by the producer. <laughs> by the producer. <laughs> but yes, without Pat, we would not have this show. Because we don't have the pl- follow through to do no. it. I know how to, and I know how to plug stuff in. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's a lot of wires and cords that make all this mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> I'd get confused. Anyways. So buyers under contract. Buyers under exciting. contract. They're super Fun. excited. They're happy. Um, and I think everybody's happy today. Good. Right? Yeah. What is that? I mean, I guess that means we're doing something right. We're probably staying in our own wheelhouses and focusing on what we need to focus on and not worrying about what we can't control. Providing awesome customer service. I mean, that's how, that's probably why you got the buyers from a past client is because of the customer service that was provided in the past. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I assume so. I don't think you refer a business that gives bad customer service. I would hope not. (laughs) No, that's how they get taken off the vendor list. Yeah. Yeah. Like one bad experience and you're dead to me. (laughs) That's all it takes. One bad experience. Speaking of that, though, I mean, we've been trying to get, you know, I've been working from home and I've kind of made the back porch my little office space um, on days where it's not a million degrees outside. And we wanted to screen that in. And we've been trying so hard to get quotes back from people like we want to give you money. Just give us a quote for screening in this porch. They're not answering. They come like I've had I've called. Four different companies. Yeah. One company never called me back. Why? To even to set up an appointment. Um, the one of the other uh, people that I contacted also never called me back. Uh, I didn't. I did that one via uh, email, um, or not an email, but like a form on their website. The two other people, one of them um, did a Zoom meeting where I walked the phone around the porch and he kind of eyeballed the whole thing and said, okay, let me, uh, we'll send somebody out in a couple days to take a closer look and get you a quote. Never yeah. heard back from them ever. And All then right, people. the fourth one, they came out and she measured everything and talked to me for 10 minutes uh, we have to get a, those, we have wooden white posts that are out there that kind of hold up part of the roof that I need to move a little bit. Um, and before I move them, I wanted them to uh, tell me exactly where I can put them so that they can still do the porch. And she said, well, my husband is the one who does all the stuff. So 
Uh, I'll send him back out here. He'll tell you what to do. In the meantime, I'll write you a quote. That was over a week ago. Never heard again. Heard back from them. The same thing so, happened when we put the roof on the house. Well, yeah. People of, came out. They measured. They got up on the roof. We said, we'll write you a, a, an estimate. Never heard from them Did again. they get your email wrong maybe or like? They have maybe? all my, no, because it was all. Well, you could call. You could call. They have, yeah. I mean, it's well, all it's been follow done. follow up, right? Yeah. yeah. It's all I'm been. So and all of these are filled out forms on the internet where you, you have the, the, uh, an email address and then they, they confirm it via email or whatever. It's like they do, they, at some point they got in contact with me to set the appointment so they could do it again. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's insane. Well, yeah. Same thing happened when we did the pool. I won't name off every time we've ever gotten quotes yeah, for things because <laughs> it, because it happens for everything. Every single thing. It makes you wonder how people stay in business. And I guess a lot of people don't. Um, or they have too much business. Well, I think sometimes like in construction, especially roofs, um, roofs, roofs, roofs. you don't ask me. It's not roof. <laughs> roofs, 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 um, <laughs> this is good radio mm-hmm. <laughs> podcast, whatever. Um, with those, like, I know there's certain times of year that they're busier. And so, yeah, maybe fall through the cracks. I'm sure in my time as a real estate agent, somebody has fallen through the cracks on follow-up. Um, but not the initial, not the initial stuff. It would like, be uh, like you going on a listing appointment saying, okay, I'll go home and I'll put together a CMA and give you a price or whatever. And then never calling them again. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's crazy. Like people, I want to pay you money. Do you want my business? <laughs> because I want a new screen on my porch. But so what? what is customer service? Because that's definitely not good customer service. We're right at the, ba- right at the beginning. I mean, like I guess, and that's what's weird too. Sometimes you think you're getting good service um, initially, like that first, maybe they respond really quickly to the first form. Yeah. And set up that initial thing and then there's no follow-up. So that's bad. Or you just never hear from the form request. And it's like, does that maybe that's a system that's broken on their side and they yeah. didn't even see it. Yeah. But well, if they connect not- with you, you know they saw it. So where'd you go, guy? Right. Well, that what, what maybe the person who is in the office and setting the appointment for the person who goes out to to make the quote, the, the system is broken in the next spot, yeah. which is yeah. Did you fill out your piece of paperwork saying what what they want, what they need, and what that when you're supposed to contact them again or whatever it happens to be? I know, like, so not roofing because usually those are a little bit larger companies, but definitely when we hired contractors, um, I think the system there is that they did a lot of contractors are not business people; they don't have any administrative backend support, so they come out. It's to all text and quote. call. And then, yeah, they come out to do the quote and then they literally like lose your paperwork because they don't have anybody to file it and follow up and do those proper things. no systems. The no systems, yeah. So Plenty of systems for the actual... Work. Yeah, the work, the remodel or whatever it happens to be, or but the behind the scenes, yeah, no systems. But so, well, there's three of us here. Like, I bet we all have different thoughts on what customer service is. I'm just curious, like what... What comes to mind? Who's going first? Good customer service. Yeah. Like, what do you think that means? It means it well, uh, like a uh, good uh, attention to 
anticipating the needs and being able to take care of any, I know, anticipate, anticipate, my needs. anticipate my needs, but that's really what it is. And then the follow-up, making sure that I'm doing, that I'm okay with the service. That's, that happens all the time too. You people, you, we'll just use contractor for, because that's what we were using. Um, I don't think anybody has ever come up to me halfway through and said, what do you think? How is everything? Everything going okay with this? Yeah. Like, uh, do you have any concerns? Like you, like you would get in a restaurant from a manager when right. they walk by, right? It's like uh, you, that never ha- that doesn't happen, and it should. Yeah. So all of those things. Kayla, what do you think? What what comes to mind with customer service? I'm just curious. Well, my previous world of work. Get on that mic. My previous world of work was nothing but customer service and hospitality manners and just anticipating the customer's needs and providing world-class service. Um, I didn't ask you to give me the mission. I know, but that's what came to mind. I had to say it. But it really, customer service really showed up more when there was a problem. I think like how you react to the problem and how you provide a solution to the problem shows up shows the customer service that you can provide. And that's just a small point of what you can do for customer service. But that's the first thing I think of is how how you're handling someone's situation and listening to them and understanding what they need and then putting the effort behind finding that solution to help make everyone happy. Yeah, I kind of think, well, what you just said, I think most people think of customer service on the back end, like after you have an issue with a product or service and then you contact them to get a solution. Yeah. How is that handled? That's what that's what a lot of people think of customer service, but I do think it's more like the proactive being side, ha- like being ahead. Like there is no right. issue because mm-hmm. I already handled it before you even thought about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. good customer. So that's great customer service. Is thinking about what could go wrong and, and then, then it, stopping it, it, stopping it before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And not everybody sees that though. They don't appreciate the customer service yeah, that comes from they, that side. No, they well, cause do. they don't even know that right, yeah, it was but, an issue. Right. And, and that, no, what no they, thanks. <laughs> it, right. It's not, it's not the appreciation though is that's they're They're appreciating something else, which is it went off without a hitch. Yeah. Everything ran smooth. smooth. I'd rather have everything run smooth than have a problem Mm -hmm. and then have them say, Oh, we're sorry. We're sorry. We'll take care of it. Like the problem already happened. Your job, if you're doing customer service the right way is to never get to that point. Yep. That's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm, I, I 100% think that it is like, it comes from a proactive approach though. And actually we had an instance, I won't get all in the weeds on it, but we had something come up this week that wasn't something in our control. And, and yet it's made me think like, well, it's something that could happen again. Mm -hmm. And so how can we make sure that it doesn't, or at least that they're prepared for it because we can't actually control the outcome of that every time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just constantly thinking about how do we get ahead of, of an issue that could happen? Like, I guess that's why a lot of uh, companies like big companies have like frequently asked questions or, um, Mm -hmm. they do the surveys all the time and it helps them engage too. Yeah. But see, that's the the survey is the same thing. It's that's after the fact. It's after all. You're not taking the survey about a hotel before you get there. That's true. It's after that's all post customer service. That's like that, that is a follow up and is important, but that isn't the, customer Customer service. service. Yeah. Right. 
Well, I think hmm, it's a timely response to things too. So if that, whether that's like before, so you're, you're so timely that like nothing ever happens that they know of because you've dealt with it before it could ever become an issue or a timely response to an issue that happens. Um, but you can't always know what issues that they had internally without a survey, without getting that feedback right. and then thinking mm-hmm. about, okay, how can we, but why, what's the feedback for? When well, you, to, to figure out what you could do better. Right. So it doesn't happen again. Right. 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 Yeah. right. Darn, you're <laughs> so smart. <laughs> well, and that's why, I mean, Kayla started adding those um, loyal survey links into every weekly update How email. How are we doing? Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, even if people don't fill it out, it's just we're constantly looking for that feedback. Mm-hmm. And then when I call for um, a, a weekly call update, and I kind of given them like a little, you know, recap on what's going on for the week. I always ask like, is there anything else, you know, any other questions that you have or anything else we could be doing better for you? And, you know, I think maybe sometimes, I mean, that, that is of course the right thing to do. I think that maybe sometimes people could, especially if they're busy. Um, the last thing I want to do is go and ask George, if there's anything else I could do, because I know George is going to have a list of things for me to do (laughs) that I don't want to do. And so there is, I could, so how do you, how do you get, when you have a George, how do you, uh, manage that so that he still feels like that? Yeah. But you're not running, (laughs) running around. Right. Well, Oh, what was it? I was going to say, um, Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break and you can think about it. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Let's take a break. (laughs) And we're back. Yeah. So we were talking about, uh, George (laughs) and a laundry list of things. Well, so yeah, if you ask people, What you were saying was that you sometimes you don't want to ask for feedback because you know that person is going to have some. Right. Is that what you're saying? Sort of. <laughs> yeah. But I like in the process, I guess, like, wh- is there anything else we can do? Is there anything? As a matter of fact, there is a bunch of stuff you could do for me <laughs> that. And then you've let yourself op- left yourself open to doing a bunch of things that maybe you shouldn't be doing or whatever. Well, Okay. So there's always people and clients like that, that are going to have negative feedback. There's, there's always that, like there's people that go out to eat. I'm convinced they go out to eat at restaurants just to complain to someone about something. Right. (laughs) They're like looking for anything that they can nitpick, nitpick. Yeah. And you could give a four star meal to one table and give the exact that, that love this place and give the exact same four star meal to the table next door and there's going to be a guy there who goes, everything about this is bad. Not enough salt. And that guy's well, going to be a pain no matter what it is. Well, I think you're those right. Are, I think there's always those, those people. But that also makes me think of, well, but maybe in his world, it's a bad meal because maybe he, like, what's his experience been? Mm-hmm. So all you can do is do seek your best. <laughs> Sorry. Boo. Boo. <laughs> but no, all you can do though is have, is do your, your best. And then we say it a million times, but set the expectations in advance of what that looks like. 
mm-hmm. and then live up to those. So sure, no, we- that's true. That's that's absolutely true. I w- what I was saying though is that you could give the one guy the perfect steak, and and he's gonna medium rare, crispy on the outside, perfect, and he's gonna love it. You could give that exact same steak to the other guy. And he's going to ask to talk to a manager and want 15% off because he's that guy. There are those people that are just like that. Well, mm-hmm. and those are the people that get deleted from our database after we were right. <laughs> right. just kidding. Um, sort of. But you can't, I mean, you can't please everyone. That's something I've learned. Um, but you, all you can do is know what your standards are. So like when you go to a nice hotel, as an example, or even a restaurant, what makes you say like this hotel chain has great customer service or this airline has great customer service is because they give a, a consistent they have quality soap in the bathroom. <laughs> that could be one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they give a consistent experience. So you know what to expect. And then that's duplicated every time. But the only way that they're able to do that is by knowing kind of, you know, what what are the things that could go wrong in a hotel experience? And then they empower their employees to fix those problems mm-hmm. in a timely manner, which mm-hmm. is what any customer ex- expects. And then that person still might not be happy and may never come back there, but they they gave them a quick response, fix the problem, and every a normal person should be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So that just reminds me of the last when we went to Mega Camp last year and we were in that hotel and we never got moved out of that room. That was like leaking water on the floor. And Mega Camp, where were we? In Austin. Last year. Okay, we went to Houston this year. Austin was last year. We never went to Houston. What? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Uh, Mega Camp's always in Austin. We went to Dallas for family reunion. Oh, Dallas. That's what it was. <laughs> that wasn't sorry. that long ago. How do you already forget You guys that? did a podcast from there. We I did. Know. I remember. But when we were at Mega Camp last year, we stayed in a hotel and oh my gosh, the entire carpet was wet. It was, it was soaking, soaking wet, wet from it's, day one. It, don't, it didn't smell too bad, but if a few more days, it would have gotten worse. Yeah. And the I understand like so they sort of tried to fix the problem because but they, they were open the wall, looked at it and closed it up. And that's that. <laughs> right. Somebody should have the manager should have come up and said, I heard there was a problem up here. What's the problem? And then felt the carpet and then said, this is unacceptable. If this was me. What would I want? Which is to move to move to a different room. It was soaking or wet at least, too. At least a discount on. So the- they did give a discount. So, uh, but what made it like not that great of a customer service experience was that um, they kind of said, uh, "We're looking for another room to move you into," and then we never heard back from right. them again. Yeah. No follow up. Nothing. And then at the end, I felt compelled. I was that person. <laughs> I was like, give me my discount. But I honestly wasn't looking for a discount. I just wanted them to know like, hey, that floor is still wet. Like no one ever fixed that problem. And so you might want to, you know, right. not put somebody else in there until that's resolved. Passively, aggressively. Passively. <laughs> and then they said, oh, we're so sorry about that. Here's a you know discount right. or whatever. But if you hadn't said anything. Then would the next given, person would have gone in well, and had the same terrible experience. Would they have given you the discount? No. Oh, well, no, probably not. Right. No, because they wouldn't. Not at all. And they so wouldn't have known about it. Because nobody logged the problem. Yeah. Right. Nobody followed up on it. Out of it. assumption of not following up. So my point, though, is that felt like, like, am I going to ever stay there again? No. Because that was a bad experience. Beautiful hotel. It was so beautiful. It was really Beautiful pretty. Place. Pool was so nice. 
Right on the running trail. It's yeah. Beautiful. Go- gorgeous place. And I wouldn't stay there again because it was kind of expensive. Yeah. And I felt like that we were not taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my point is why did we feel that way? It was because we, we lodged a complaint and in that moment felt like it was going to be taken care of and then never heard from them again. So how, like what's good customer service, a timely response or proactively making sure that that doesn't happen to the next guest, right? right. So that the next guest doesn't have to experience which is that. Bringing it back, which is why you have people at the, when they're done with their buying or selling a house, fill out a form. Yes. Yeah, so if so they had it, and we start something to, that right. we didn't know about. And we start to see that once or <laughs> twice starts popping up then we can take care of it. Yeah. And I even like to know, and I know people don't get this in depth on surveys and testimonials and stuff, but like, I I wish that people would tell me how they actually felt during all of it. Cause the goal is, is for everybody to feel like they're the only client that you have. Now that's not true. You're running around like a crazy person, (laughs) Um, but you want them to feel like you've given them that attention. And, and, and I think that's part of good service too, is that when you're talking with someone and you're, that you feel like you're the only person that they care about right that minute. And I think that's also customer service just comes down to just genuinely caring about what you're standing for, what you're working for, what service you're delivering in any manner. Well, and that's part of hiring for when, when you start to train other people, they have to care about that too. Otherwise that's how customer service starts to slip is maybe, maybe the hotel when that first place opened, like top 20 staff who started everything. Yeah. They loved that place. Excited. Everything was spick and span and awesome. Well, they and- might've had systems in place for a lot of that stuff when it first opened. They've, and then it starts to get this person trains the next person and yep. they forget a little something. And then that person trains the next person. They forget a little bit more. And by the time three years go by, you wouldn't recognize the place. Yeah. So quality yep. control. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, checking in and, and doing those things, or, or, or you have to stay on top of that if you have a staff. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, like we, this conversation makes me want to go kind of outline some, like what, what are ifs? things, yeah. What yeah. are things that happen? Because I think what we have, what Kayla likes to call, and then some, and then some, which are super cute little extras that we do for people. Did you say little? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, you know, extra things to go above and beyond. But I think that those need to be reserved for people who are truly like a VIP level clientele because we don't have the time. Like we we should have systems and standards to give the best customer service experience. And then the and then sums, that extra above stuff should be reserved for people who really are helping grow our business and that are our biggest fans. Right. Because yeah. you do one of those in, and then sums for George. For, I'm bringing, I'm, this is a, I'm, I know I'm, it's a I'm, random I'm, name. I'm telling you what, this is the, we're going to add, this is part of the podcast now when we want to talk about a buyer or a seller or whatever. His and we, we're going to call him George from now on. Okay. So George, it's kind of been a pain from beginning to end and he, and, and hasn't been the, 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 we're just not clicked, not connected on anything. Well, George wants me to come over because they're changing out one of the lights and he can't be there. I'm not going to open the door for a, a, a lighting guy to come in and fix a light for George because he was going to the ball game or had other plans. Like somebody who ha- is part of our VIP, somebody that we, 
has sent us business, somebody who, who talks us up, somebody who is engaged with us needs a favor. We're all over it. Well, yeah. So what you're describing though, is kind of, it's kind of like someone taking advantage a little bit, or of, but he might not know, right? But, but you're not going to get anything the thing. out like of it. Like you have to, you have to know where to draw the line. That, like, this is this is above and beyond what our job duties are, and we want to reward and and treat our clients really well. But we do not have time to do every little thing that people ask sometimes um, that are just not part of. Yeah. My point, I guess, is that George might not know that that's not part of your job duties or might not care or might just say it has to do with the home or just, yeah, it has to do with the home. I'm just going to ask, you know, oh, I've got people, people are come, I'm going out of town. I'm not going to be there. And I've got people that are buying the furniture. Can you go and open the door from it for them? And so that they can get the couch out. Oh, that just reminded me of what we're do that. No. No, remember we were like, we were actually trying to think about a segment for the podcast and we were reading like negative Zillow oh, yeah. reviews. I do remember that. Yeah. We were reading negative Zillow reviews because we thought that would kind of be funny. But then we it were got like, really sad. It was kind of sad and too negative, right? We want to keep this up. And, we and we have negative Zillow reviews? No, 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 no not no. ours, okay. like other people's. Okay. Kind of like, you know, going to Yelp and when like you look looking at, at negative one star reviews. Or like when you look at negative Amazon reviews, they're often funny. <laughs> yeah. So we thought that These, would be like a funny segment. It wasn't funny. It was not no. funny. And it wasn't, it was just too negative and, and not positive and, and stuff. But one of the things, now that you bring that up, was that this person wrote this agent like a terrible review. And it was something about not being there to provide access to some furniture sale yeah. transaction. And it's like, you know, and, and what I said when you were reading that out loud was that like, you know, well, that sounds to me like maybe she didn't set up the proper expectations that that's not something that we're responsible for. And that although we are happy to like help out as we can, I'm not like, I'm not going to be your, um, salesperson, estate for, salesperson, yeah, which is what that was specifically. But I, I, I guess the whole point of the whole thing is, is sometimes they don't know that that's not your job. So it is setting expectations, but also it's like, well, George is kind of a pain and George isn't, isn't a past client or a referral or any of those things. So we're not going to bend over backwards for George. And that's just the policy. It's like, it's like, well, it you sounds do, bad when you put it that it, way, but it's, <laughs> but it's not because that's not your job. Well, so right. It's, it's not, it's, it's like, it's, it's doing like, a favor. The, and then some are favors. That's really what right. they are. They're, you, they're favors. They are. Right. And so, and unfortunately this isn't, Favors in business are not the same as favors with friends. Favors for friends you do because you guys are friends and I do you a favor, you do me a favor. Favors in business means that's money that's being left on the table because now so-and-so has to drive an hour one way to go open a door or go do whatever and then go pick this up and do this. And instead of calling their sphere or or, or finishing the transaction coordination or whatever it is that, that they're, that person's supposed to be doing, they're not doing it because they're doing a favor. And if you're a single agent, you can't do that. we say time is the most important part of your day. What do you, you can't do that. Yeah. That just kind of reminded me. Um, I, I think it was one of my previous coaches, um, we were talking about how, how could I kind of eliminate this step that seemed to keep coming up in, um, 
like between taking a listing and actually launching a listing, I would give them a staging plan and then they would want me to come back and check out the house. Um, And I was like, gosh, you know, I mean, like I want to see their finished product and make sure it looks good. But at the same time, like I don't have time to do that, you know, for every single listing or any for that matter. Like I've already been there sometimes twice. You feel a little obligated because you gave them a list of things to do. Right. And they just want to make sure they're doing it right. So it feels mm-hmm. like wrong to say no. Yeah, yeah of course. But my previous coach, she's always good with scripts because they're just like to the point. And it was like, okay, yeah, I'm sure you got it all set up just right. And that's like the end of it. It's just yeah. like, yeah. like tell them, you know, I'm sure you did it just fine. We'll get the photos well, taken well, that, and that, get it going. That is a, that is a, uh, a pitfall of wanting to do really good customer service is thinking you can't say no to somebody. Yeah. 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 That's a huge, that's a huge part of it. And you can say no to people, especially if you're setting the expectation and you're doing a good job, which you do. And, and anybody now, sometimes you I do. <laughs> you do. But that, I mean, that's, that's really well, what, and, and uh, saying no, by the way, is, is you're, you're helping them in the long run. Those people going out to their house to do all of those things. That means that you're not at home or at the office putting together the, the Facebook ads and the other things to get their house launched because you're too busy driving 45 minutes to their home, walking around their house saying, yep, you did everything. And then driving home. Well, also, you reminded me when you know you have somebody that is high maintenance, I think that's a challenge too, because then they, there's this feeling that, um, that you have to talk to them more often than maybe everybody else is getting. Yeah, sure. And then that's not really fair to everybody else. Right. You know, if, if, if they're not like, if no one else is getting that much attention, but this one person, because they happen to be really, really needy. Um, that's kind of not pulling it away from people who are actually, who are, have just, just as much right to your time. Well, and that's where I say, do we set the best expectations? Because sometimes I have to ask myself when you get a call on like Monday morning and you've set the expectation that you do weekly updates on Thursdays and there's a reason for the weekly update on Thursday it, Which we are supposed to be changing to Wednesdays. We had them ready on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a reason for that because Monday you're getting back from the weekend. You need time to, to catch up. Mondays, right? Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you do like lenders and title companies have been closed. So there's kind of this, there's like a little bit of a buzz trying to get kind of things back on track, checking in with everybody. So you usually don't have an update from anything that happened on Friday. First thing on Monday. Right. Yeah. And if there were showings on a house, for example, on the weekend, you don't have an update for them yet because you're calling them on Monday to get feedback. So we have the system in place to follow up later in the week. So we have that time to gather that information. And so when you get a call from someone to check in on something, it makes me feel like number one, like we're maybe not being as proactive as we should. Um, Right. Are they not understanding that you're going to call them on Wednesday? Do they just not care? That you're not, that you're, that you, or, or do, are they so needy that they would rather hear you say, I don't have any information than not know anything. It's well, Kayla, you've taken the, um, the perfect real estate assistant class and I think in there, and I think this is a great idea in theory. I just don't think we have, um, we haven't put it into place because it's time consuming. Um, but the idea that you call everybody every day. 
Yeah. That's uh, from that class, right? That is from the class to call everybody every day. And even if you don't have an update, you still smile and dial and give them what you got. As a, as a, doesn't matter what position you're in, whether you're a listing agent, transaction coordinator, admin, or buyer, who, who calls or buyer's agent, who, who calls them every day? I think for that class, it was meaning like transactions in progress that yeah. you touch base with them every people single day. People in progress with a contract. Right. Yeah. Which, because in this, what, if people are listening that are single agents and don't use a transaction coordinator, when the buyer's agent, gets them under a contract and they're going through the process at that point, they're working directly with the transaction coordinator. The buyer isn't checking in with them on a daily basis. Or the buyer's agent, I mean, or is that what you mean? Or they are the transaction coordinator because well, single yeah, I mean, agents are the TCs. If oh, okay. you're a single agent, you're everything. Right. So you would be, if so you're a single you would, agent, you would be the person right. and you would be calling that person every single day, even if you didn't have an update mm-hmm. just to say, I don't have an update How's your for day? you today. And but if, if you're too busy to be able to do that, then you that's when it's time to get an assistant, I guess, right? Well, but that's that's where I've I've found like I don't I mean, it feels like that's I think at a, a larger lot. scale calling every day is doable and something that can be achieved, but I think with the smaller scale that we're at and most people are at in their real estate careers, it's it's just not yeah, feasible to do everything else and communication wise and speak to every client every single day. Well, because what happens if they all answer? Yeah. That could be like several hours of right. your day. Or what happens if nobody answers in the morning, you leave all those voicemails, nobody listens. They all call you back. <sighs> yeah. And the later afternoon when you have a different time block for focus. Well, and I don't know specifically. So that class, um, like I know that that was probably written a while ago. Yeah. Um, so like maybe 20, what 18 now. And then I took the ops class last year. So maybe there's like a, you know, that's not that long ago. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought it was older. Um, but I think it comes from an older old fashioned yeah. way. We're very much more virtual now. Whereas so, before it's. So maybe the, the, you know, the newer way to do that is if you just got there in the morning and texted everybody first thing and said, you know, Hey, hey no update today, but we'll keep you in the loop if we hear anything. Yeah. That might actually be really helpful um, for people because, I mean, not everybody text messages, but there are most more people who do than don't. Yeah. Most people, I feel like these days, that's... Well, like, that, that would be something. Like, yeah. There's always going to be George <laughs> who doesn't use email, right? And wants to well, come in and sign the paperwork. So that guy, we're going to forget Steven about... Can Steven be the positive one? I sure. like Steven. <laughs> we, yeah. can, we can forget about that. But when you have, I would say, how many people that come in when they fill out their buyer paperwork or or whatever say, no, don't text me. No, I think most people. All of them do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All of them, except unless there's a weird situation because he's 88 years old. He has a rotary phone. Right. So all of them. So that is something that you could add to your systems, which is in the beginning, we will email you or I'm sorry, we will text message you every day. But yeah, I think they need to know. And then the phone calls stop because you're going to send them an email or I'm sorry, I keep saying email, uh, a text message every single day. Yeah. But then, and then you just make it part of the admin. And then the one call a week and they know that. And then it has to happen though. It has to happen. It has to happen on time. It has to be systematic because, because if you miss it, you told them you're going to do it. And if you don't do it, yeah. You're going to lose, they're going to lose trust, which we've talked about. One of the things I, I, and I get so angry at myself if I can't do it. 
but you know, we're all human beings every now and then you miss something or you can't do something in the time that you, you said you would, but that's like the biggest thing is we do what we say we're going to do in the time promised period. And then that, then that sets them up though. If, if that's the expectation, then you got to do it. So if it's going to be a text every morning, that probably would eliminate a lot of those um, unnecessary calls because you they get, just want to know. They yeah, just want. They just want to know. They're excited. Are you thinking about me? Or they they get nervous and they're like, I haven't heard. It's been. I I, I talked to them last Wednesday. Now it's Monday and I haven't heard back. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you're right. It's like the weekend, nothing happened. It's Monday, nothing. It's like, you know that, but well, do they know that? Especially when you get someone who's a little nervous. People. Yeah. Pers- I noticed with, um, with inspections, people don't like, if you have a 10 day inspection period, the buyer, like if you're working with a seller, the buyers have the entire 10 days to just wait it out and do yeah. whatever they want to do. That's their due diligence period. We really have no, like, there's nothing we can do to get in the way of that. We just have to sit back and wait. Right. Because honestly, if you poke at them, then they're going to ask for something anyways. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to do that. Um, but, but yeah, they get so anxious waiting for those results. They're like, what did they find? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with my house, but what did they find? And they go insane. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so just touching base with them, at least to just say like, it's, you know, it's uh, 8.30 a.m. I'm here with your update. As of this time, we don't have an update. <laughs> um, or just saying, you know, at this time, we don't have any yeah. new information. If you have, if as, it, as soon as, as I it, get more, I will touch base with you. Otherwise, you'll hear from me again tomorrow morning. Right. And you're a, or, or, and look forward to your call from your agent on Wednesday. Yeah. As the tagline. Then they know Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Coming it's assistant. coming. Yes. And and so what you would have to do is everybody who's in progress now, it's already a done deal. They've Their expectations have already been set and stuff. So you'd have to do it moving forward. So tomorrow, new buyer consultation happens tomorrow morning. Then what goes in the sheet of expectations that you have that you go over each one with them. Mm-hmm. One of the things in there is we will text you once you go under contract, we will text you every single morning. Even if you don't Monday, want it. <laughs> Monday through Friday. Send you a little smiley face emoji. Or, or we'll text you every single morning during the work week and give you an update via email or via text message. And your agent will call you on Wednesday to give you your weekly update. Yeah. So you don't ever have to worry about whether or not we're doing something or if you have to call the office. Between that and their own their their checklist that they get that yeah. they can go and look at and stuff. That's enough. Yeah. And like I've said this before, it's like there is no system that works 100% of the time. Your job is to try to get 80% of them to follow it. There's always going to be a George who wants to come in and sign the paperwork in person. Right? (laughs) There just is. I think that goes back to last week's episode. We were talking about discipline just a little bit in terms of taking a day off. But the same holds true for discipline in doing those activities because I've had trouble. I'll put in my calendar, like seller weekly updates, three to four, whatever, you know, whatever time frame I give myself on that day. But it's really easy to move that around and say, oh, well, I've got to show a property. Or I've got to do a home inspection or I've got to do this or I've got to do that. And what you're doing is then you're not sending out the the email. So they, they don't, 
they don't have that systematic expectation anymore. Even if you told them that's what you're going to do, because all of a sudden now I'm sending it Friday morning because Mm -hmm. I booked showings. So you have to have discipline to keep your calendar and explain to them too, like I'm not available on Thursdays from, you know, whatever time to whatever time, because that's when I do my updates to all my clients. So I won't be able to show you houses or to do this or that during Mm -hmm. that time block because that's what that's for. Well, isn't this is a little back to that other thing. I was just thinking like you do a, a, a whether you're a buyer's agent or a listing agent or you're in, in and you're in the process at, on Wednesdays, you do a phone call follow up or phone call and, and, and let them know how things are going. What's what you're planning on doing all, all of that stuff. Correct. Well, it's Fridays, but that's I'm a saying phone Wednesdays call. because it's supposed to be. You're, you're telling me to reminding me that that's yes. what I said I was going to do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> and we already said that if something happens, you're going to call them and let them know. Yeah. Right. So the text message doesn't ever really have any information in it because there isn't any. Because if anything happens, you're going to call them. Yeah. If Wednesday rolls around, you're going to call them. It's just there so that they don't call you. That's really the point of it. So it can really be a series of uh, template texts that are just copied and pasted, pasted over and over and over again every single day. Well, look, we have the rental property and um, we have a lawn service. And every time they they mow the lawn, they send me I get a text message saying, how do you like your lawn? Send us any feedback every single time and yeah. stuff. And I know that that's not really anybody, but I also know that if I text it, that I'll get some sort of a Auto text back. I'll get a text back of some sort. Maybe it gets forwarded to somebody. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But well, cause the it, reality is, is that, is that you, you don't need to talk to everybody on, you don't, if somebody is like a nervous Nelly and she, she wants to talk to you on Monday because she has to know what's going on. That text message is to calm that person. Yes. But I think, well, I think what you just said. So there's a couple things that I think now we've discovered. Okay. This is what makes up good customer service. Proactively preventing stuff so that people don't even have to deal with it. Timely response. And then the proactiveness is getting ahead of it. So if you communicate with them every single day in some way, then they'll never have a question. Or if they do have a question, they can immediately ask you via text and you can respond and nip it in the bud before it turns into like, gosh, I've been sitting on this question for five days and now I'm really nervous about it and blah, blah, blah. And they're freaking out at 7 PM on a, you know, Friday night trying to get an answer because they sat on it all week. Cause we never checked mm. in to say, yeah, um, we haven't heard back yet. Yeah. yeah. Which is always the answer. We haven't heard back yet. Doesn't yeah. matter what if it's a bank or uh, inspection. Well, or to, to whatever. a certain degree, that's true because if we heard back, oh, we, we would have already. Called. That's what I mean. That's <laughs> yeah. that, and that's what I was getting at with the text messages. But, but the text messages are really just there for peace of mind. There's really, I don't think you would ever have any information because if there was real information, you would call them and tell them what the information was. Yes, but I think that goes back to what I was saying at the very beginning, which is you don't know what their past experience has been with other realtors or other customer service experiences. And so when they're asking and checking in with you, it's just because even though you told them you were going to do something, yeah, they don't trust you yet. They don't trust you yet. Or they just don't know that you really will. 
right. because they, they haven't seen your, you in action long enough to know that, right. Hey, I promised you I was going to call you every Wednesday and mm-hmm. we were going to talk about things. Yeah. It's only, if it's only been two weeks, that means you made two calls to them. Right. But if you text them every day with the text that says, whatever, whatever you want it to say, whatever, yeah. depending on, on what the client, where the client is in the process or whatever. I don't know. I, that sounds I'm already thinking of templates for each one to add into this. <laughs> She's like, all right, let's wrap this up. I got to go type up some text templates. Well, let's take a quick break. Okay. That was good. I think we might've actually gotten something there. Yeah. Let's so, go get to work. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. The Think Live B team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. Think Live B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. So. <laughs> what were we talking about? Customer service. Yeah. You know what, though? Um, just as like a little hiring update, we hired someone today to start next week. That's great. That will be. I have a friend. <laughs> Kayla's got a buddy. <laughs> um, but their role is going to be an admin to um, and transaction coordinator, mostly those duties. And so I think that's where you really can kick customer service into high gear is now somebody has the time. That's their job. To yeah. do those text yeah. messages because that's their sole focus is like making sure that that experience for that person is the best they've ever had and that they're going to tell everybody about it. Right. <laughs> you and have- as long as that transaction coordinator is following the systems that you've put in place, then they will handle every client the exact same way yeah. so that when those people are referring their friends that it's the same they they will get the same service that up until now Kayla has been giving yeah. them yeah so that's exciting i think that is true like when you first start out and you're just a single agent and you um don't have any sales you can give excellent customer service because it's just you this is and you. you're figuring things out and you've got time on your hands and then you get to a point where you're crazy busy and you can bring in that next uh you know that first admin person and then you can take your service to the next level but then you're always kind of reaching these points where it's like okay now we need someone else to be focused solely on this because we can't, we're not providing the same level of service. Like I feel like there are things I'm forgetting and there's things that are slipping. Everybody's still getting great service and probably better than they would with any other real. No. Well, the agents, <laughs> the agents are providing the upfront service and winning them over and going through the process of finding that home or getting their home on the market and selling it. And then the TC is giving that experience during the contract period. And then you have somebody on the back end once they're closed to continue that experience experience to continue to be that that person for them and that resource for them and show that you care about the customers. So you have three people or you have one person doing three jobs that's when you're a single a agent. Yeah. And that's why like now you do the front work and then we both do the back end work. And now we have that TC person who can step in and take that from us and make sure that the people in the progress are just as happy. Yeah. What else is going on with that? You guys are hiring for a few different positions. Yeah. We've got some more interviews lined up to keep things moving and growing. Big goals. Got one on Thursday that Catherine really likes. So we'll see how things go. Good. 
It's great. Okay, so uh, we're running out of time here. So uh, we have time for a segment on the show. It's called Don't Look Back. Okay, it's Kat's turn today, and here's the premise. If you haven't heard this before, Kat, you will tell the listeners something that happened in your real estate past and how you may have handled it poorly and what you would have done differently if it happened to you today. Can you make it work with the episode that we just did? Oh, <laughs> um, okay. First of all, I like that theme song the best, I think. <laughs> it's real real catchy. <laughs> um Yes. Okay. So if I could go back in time <laughs> to one of my first listings, I think one of my first listings, um, I, I think I, I actually bought plants for this guy's yard and then watered them and went to the house and watered them like regularly. What? Yeah. Talk yeah. about and then some. Yeah. And so why would I not do that again? Because, okay. First of all, First of all, the house was incredibly overpriced. It was grossly overpriced. And and he was kind of a jerk. No. He was kind of a jerk. He was he was a kind of a jerk. I don't know if he was I don't know. I don't know. He planted that. flowers in his yard and he let you. Oh, not planted. <laughs> potted. Potted. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? They were like yeah. They were like pot. big potted like the those ones you get at Lowe's or something where it's got a bunch of different flowers in it. Well, so right? I think, and, and this was such a long time ago. It was ago, a long time ago. That I don't remember. know 100%, but if I recall, he asked me to do that and I said yes. And then he asked me if I could go by and water them and I said yes. Not once. <laughs> Not go well, by. Right, there's no irrigation system. Yeah, because he, so did, like he repeatedly. didn't, it, it was, a, it was a, like a, property that he owned that was a rental that yeah. he was selling. So nobody was there to water the plants. Right. It was vacant. And so, yeah, if I could go back, I mean, this ties in perfectly with this um, episode, because if I go, would go back, I would say, um, no, but I'm happy to, you know, find a, a vendor that can do some landscaping for you and you can hire them to do that for you. Are there plants that don't need water? <laughs> Could have done that too. Fake ones. <laughs> but it's not our job to, I mean, we're not, I'm not a landscape designer. I'm not a stager. I'm not a um, watering company, if those are a thing, <laughs> or, land, you know, just a maintenance, landscape maintenance company. I'm a realtor. It's being, it's knowing that you can say no to somebody. Yes. Right? So that's the biggest part is that people will overstep the bounds of our job duties and saying yes does not make that good customer service. In fact, better customer service would have been, you know, that's not something that I do. However, I have a vendor list that I would be happy to provide you. That would be better customer service. I can't do that for you, but I know somebody who can. Yeah, solution. So I wish I could go back in time and not do that, not spend that time there, but rather spend it on finding new business because that place did not sell. Right. That no. expired. One of the few is, listings that I it was a, even have that have expired. Yeah. I don't think one's it was a duplex. It was a weird duplex, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Oh uh, yeah, it was a duplex. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a duplex, and it was overpriced. It was very overpriced at the time, and I I probably knew that, but that's not really the the bigger thing. Is that 
why was I doing those things for him? Because I felt like I had to, you know, looking back on it, I felt desperate to get a listing. And there was a lot of things I did for that listing that were not for the benefit of selling it. It was just to appease him because I thought that that was what I was supposed to be doing was like, yeah, the seller wants me to do this or that. And so I just said yes, instead of thinking of it from a business perspective, um, like we did, I think we did like some print advertisement and stuff like that. That was just right. like not appropriate Can for that run, type of run an ad in the paper. Yeah. One of those things. Well, and at that time I was with a different company and I had not yet had like a scripting, um, skill set or like scripting mm-hmm. class. In fact, I don't even remember hearing the word script until Keller Williams, to be honest yeah. with you. No, you're right. And so I didn't know how to say no, first of all. And then I also didn't know, like there's a script in bold that's specifically for like, if somebody asks you to put an ad in the newspaper, And so I didn't have those skills and I was, you know, trying to build a new business. So I was excited at the prospect of getting a listing. And I see that happen all the time with new agents too, is you're so excited to get this new listing that you'll let these sellers run all over you. Yeah. Because, and I think maybe that's why they hire and then, new agents is yeah, so that they can. I think can. There, there might be, well, I, that <laughs> might be, a, that might be a coincidence, but I do think that there is something to people think well, that's customer service, right? right? They ask. And so then I go do it. Right. That's, 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 I, I want, right. I want them to be happy. I want them to have a good experience so, where a lot of times it's like, you know, you, you're, you're trying to make sure that their journey through this is problem free. And sometimes that's telling them, no, this isn't how, that's not how this works. This works this way. This is why you hired me. Right. Yeah. Correct. Let me explain to you the way that this works. Well, and, and, you know, better customer service would have been to tell him his house was overpriced. I don't, I don't remember. I'm sure I did. Um, but I, I don't have the scripts to be able to explain why it was overpriced. Obviously to, you didn't have the skill set at that point to be able to get him to price it or, or even if you couldn't to say, you know what? I'm not taking this listing. Yeah. It's overpriced. I'm going to spend too much time just doing a bunch of work and then Water not selling things. it. I'm I'm walking away. And yeah, you didn't I guess have that like if I either. okay, so if I go back in time, would I take the listing or and just say no to the watering or would <laughs> I just not take the listing? Yeah, probably, I don't know. I mean, well, I probably would have a different conversation yeah, about the price and that's that what would I mean. lead to a different outcome. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, you, you've got to know where to draw the line. Customer service isn't just saying, yes, you want me to come, um, you know, watch your two-year-old while you go, yeah. <laughs> you go or, out to or, dinner. Uh, oh, sure. Whatever here, to make you happy. Or, um, yeah, well, Look, there, there's a showing. Hear, wait, did you just hear Kayla? She was like, oh, well, like she wanted to do that for someone. <laughs> so over the weekend, no. I actually did have a thought to, in time, 15 years time, help or connect with somebody who wants to operate a Think Live Be Daycare and that no. could be a service and then no. some. That's but, a liability. Okay. Yeah. I know, I get it. That's a huge liability. <laughs> but I literally just had that thought this weekend and now here we are. <laughs> no. Well, I was think, thinking like, and I know that maybe this not exactly, but I could see this coming up, which is um, people have pets. They want you to watch out for their cats. Can you make sure that this cat doesn't get out? Can you make sure that that cat, that cat's allowed out, but this one's not allowed out. And this one, they mostly just hide. Can you keep the doors closed? That's another issue that we don't have time for today. Well, and we haven't figured out yet. I'll be honest with you because I, I love 
animals. We and, love our animals. And so I feel for people who need to sell their house and they don't know what to do with their pets, but we are not pet sitters. Yeah. And that is, that is one thing. If you're listening to this and you have like a great script for, for that, I'm sure it's just, I, you know, I understand, but I'm not a pet sitter. Yeah. Like it's that simple. It's an open house and right now it's COVID. If, so, but when there's an open house, it's like, oh, you have to make sure that this door stays closed. And it's like, no, you have to make sure this door stays closed. <laughs> that is not my job to make sure that that door stays closed when we're doing an open house. If you want that door to stay closed, you have to lock that door. <sighs> like there is, you do have to let people know because all you're doing when you do that, what happens if you say, oh, okay. And then you turn around, somebody opens that door and the cat gets out well now I, now what yeah it's right you. it's on you so you have to let those other let those people so i'm sorry I'm no, no, no. i know you're very opinionated but that did just remind me of a time that kayla went running after a dog that got out oh i got him though and oh, right. linda and i are best friends <laughs> i love her i am her granddaughter and she knows it and she calls me that so it was worth it buster was amazing he came to me in about kayla hasn't minutes. listened to a thing we've i've said this whole podcast <laughs> i like helping people i'm sorry but that but that's the point is like what customer service and and helping people um, is one thing. And then, you know, doing things that are, are just not our job responsibilities and actually hurt our business is another. And <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll, get, I'll work on it. <laughs> okay. We have time for one last segment. Catherine, you have a small win. Why do I have to go first? Kayla, do you have a small win? <laughs> I didn't throw up on my recording today. <laughs> I had a interview recording for something great <laughs> and I didn't throw up. Why would you throw up? Because I don't do public speaking. I'm well, getting better at it. But you were, it was a Zoom call, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I know where it's going to go. Right. But but it wasn't. No. Uh, so you're going to have to try to trick yourself. Mm -hmm. I realized that you were really only talking to nobody because you were in a room by yourself it was in a room by myself <laughs> and there's four people on the screen and that's all who i was talking that's only to, one more person so. than here i know and i made it through it was fine good job but i'm that glad her, it was that's that. Win, that she yeah. didn't she did not i did not right. throw up <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> um let's see my small win i mean i i would say you know the higher um I, it's probably a big win we'll see you know we've got to make sure it's the right fit and everything it seems like it will be but small small win in the the big picture plans it feels good to to make that that move yeah 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 one 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 step up yeah the next to the next plateau yeah. right yeah and my small win is as you guys know the covid is tearing through florida I've, i'm dating this episode but um <laughs> so all of the bars and everything are all shut down and um we catherine and i both have a lot of friends that are bar owners and, um, they just haven't been able to be open. So they just, they have been trying to do like to go services where you can go and buy like a growler full of margaritas that are house made or what selling beer, whatever they can do. So I did some pro bono graphic design work for a friend of mine that has a few bars downtown. Aww. So, so nice of you. yeah, so they're, what they're trying to do is, is kind of create foot traffic where all of the bars are working together um doing like a almost like a pub crawl 
but a to-go pub crawl where you go from one bar and buy one style of drink and then you can go to the next bar and buy another style of drink and they're all working together under one name so that they can try to get people down there and so i i did their logo for them and some other stuff so that they can hopefully they'll hopefully they'll get some business down there it's been months since they've been closed so they're all having a hard time so i I hope that go Hope that works out. And then I guess you get all that to go stuff and then you go home and you drink it alone. Well, yeah, I'll take that. That's a win for me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's better than the bad music and, uh, and the loud, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, (laughs) but yeah, so that's mine. So, yeah. Hey guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps new listeners to find us. You can also send questions or stories to us at our website on seeking the You can even leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the show. Send us a tweet at seek the best pod. And for Kat, Kayla and myself, thanks for listening. And we'll figure this all out next week. Adios. Bye. This has been a think live be production. <laughs>